0: Cannons on the Run, episode 35, a podcast out of St. Norbert Abbey in De Pere, Wisconsin. I'm Froder Jonathan. And I'm Reverend Froder Jordan. And we are here to talk to you about life in formation and our lives here in Chicago. So what have we been up to since the last episode? You first this time.
1: Okay, so Father Mike Brennan, the vocation director of St. Norbert Abbey, invited me to promote the podcast and promote vocations at Estavere's Men's Conference, Men for All Seasons, in the Diocese of Green Bay. It was held at St. Pius Tenth in Appleton. And um, yeah, so we had our St. Norbert Abbey slash Canons on the Run slash Shrine of St. Joseph table uh, next to the Eastern monks uh St. Nazians from Holy Resurrection Monastery. Uh, so we had some pretty good chats about faith and just theological discussions and things like that and of course we actually did some work and we're talking <laughs> talking to people uh, at the men's conference so that was pretty fun
0: great well, it's good to always be by a, a booth or a table like that where you can just have a good conversation like in the lulls between yeah. people
1: yeah they, they were really a great group of guys
0: um, cool how good. many did
1: they have here? they had three okay
0: gotcha. three other guys. we were supposed to have three but I wasn't able to make it so luckily you were there to represent us <laughs> thanks <for
1: podcasts>. Jonathan <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Uh, so yeah that was fun and then um, uh, that weekend as well it was the conference championship for men's hockey so mm -hmm. Father Mike wanted to go to the hockey game Mm -hmm. and St. Norbert won hey congrats St. Norbert hockey Peter Cup Peter's Cup Peter Cup I don't know so I'll just nod and say "Mm -hmm." Mm -hmm. great thanks (laughs) sports (laughs) so how many baskets they make (laughs) I'm just kidding
0: uh (laughs)
1: All right. How about you? What have you been up to?
0: Well, since the last episode, I had reading week for CTU, which is just what we call fall break or spring break. We've talked about that in previous episodes when you've had it as well. So reading week up at the Abbey for us as Norbertine, since we go back up to the Abbey, then reading week gets really busy quickly because we're with our community there. We need to catch up with people, meetings, you know, things start to happen. So it's delightful time. It's good time. And it's also just time to try and make sure you get your work done, too. So reading week was good. There's a ton of snow up in Wisconsin. We talked about that in the last Mm -hmm. one, I think. No snow here. No snow here. When it comes, it doesn't stay. And then uh, getting back into the swing of things with school after reading week was like, hit, hit the ground running. I had a midterm for my Intro to Judaism class, which I think went well, and just, you know, getting work done for the other classes. This past weekend, I had lots of fun things, all just kind of these events all happening in one weekend. All day Friday, I had a, a workshop that was part of preparing for our ministry practicum next year for my second year of studies. So that was a seven hour workshop. That was excellent. In the evening, I had an assignment for my intra Judaism class. We went to Temple Shalom in Chicago, and which is a Jewish synagogue. So we got to go and experience um, Shabbat service on Friday evening. Mm-hmm. And then afterward, we threw a, a An organization called the American Jewish Committee got connected with some people our age, um, some Jewish people our age who live in Chicago, went to one of their homes, an apartment, three of us from class, we went to their apartment, and four people from this American Jewish Committee were there. So the seven of us had a meal together, had a a Sabbath dinner or Shabbat dinner together. So the person hosting us, she did all the cooking and stuff, and we just shared experiences, um, understandings of Judaism, the Roman Catholic faith, talking with each other. It was awesome we were there for like the entire evening just chatting and having good food and good conversation wow. so it was a really great experience so that was all of friday saturday was like recover from having a full day and then that evening there was a mardi gras party at saint Bede the venerable which is a parish where our confrere father patrick le pass is at so went there and was at mass with everyone and then went to their fundraiser this mardi gras fundraiser party they had at the end, they had great music playing, and they called it like dinner and dance. Uh, no one was dancing, but you can bet your bottom dollar that I was dancing uh, for a little bit. And don't they embarrass us. <laughs> uh, They're playing great music. Yeah. It was
1: great. Was it um, kind of like uh, Jackson Square kind of some. Some jazz for Mardi Gras or what kind of... Um, yeah, it was
0: kind of a variety of stuff. Yeah, they had some jazz stuff, um, kind of like Dixieland, kind of more upbeat things, but just some pop stuff too. Oh. Good dance beats. So yeah, not like super traditional. <laughs> they have DJ and just good music. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that was good. So yeah, that's... Um, those are our weekends. Which leads us to recording this podcast... Um, so just a reminder for our listeners that this is now part three of 10 uh-huh, um, <laughs> of us just reflecting on each part of St. Pope John Twenty-Third's Daily Decalogue. And today, part three reads, only for today, I will be happy in the certainty that I was created to be happy, not only in the other world, but also in this one.
1: Oh, that's it. That's it. I know yeah, this one sure. wasn't
0: this one wasn't a chapter like number two was.
1: Yeah. So I had some pretty good reflection when we were building up to this. The Word on Fire Institute had their kind of free three day trial of the Word on Institute, so they were interviewing all these scholars, and one of the scholars I stumbled upon was Dr. Jennifer Fry, uh, who's a philosophy professor. And I couldn't help but think in listening to her and looking back at some of my notes, so I don't have her uh, interview from the Word on Fire Institute memorized or completely down, but I was totally inspired. I'm like, yes, they're talking about happiness. I'm like, this is number three <laughs> of St. John the 23rd. Yeah. Um, and so I was really, really excited, and she had some beautiful information. But in listening to her, I couldn't help but think about uh Thomas Aquinas, like the influence uh, her knowledge must have from him, mm-hmm. and looking at enjoyment and happiness, or what does happiness look like, and getting me thinking about what is happiness, and mm-hmm. in in this interview, looking at temporal things or eternal things, and happiness ultimately comes down to God. Right? Aquinas kind of talks about the temporal things being things of enjoyment, and the eternal things being things of true happiness if i recall correctly it's been a while since i had philosophy
0: that all sounds right to me
1: so i'm looking at happiness i couldn't help but think we're all oriented towards god right mm-hmm. god created us out of happiness and he wants us to be happy not only as john the 23rd says in the next world but this current world and where does what does happiness look like well i believe it's the true the good in the beautiful, that's what happiness is. That's what who God is, and that's who we're destined. That's what draws us, draws us in.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. That's a channel that we find happiness is through these things: spending time with something that is good, spending time with a person that is good, spending time with becoming more attuned to our true self, finding those beautiful things in life. Yeah. Right. right. As an optimist, I appreciate this because talking about happiness being rooted in first of all God, and then second of all in the good, the true, and the beautiful gives it a lot more depth, whereas, you know, people might be like, well, yeah, just being happy all the time, that's optimistic, that's nice, you know, but, like, you're just choosing to be happy. Well, we want to talk about happy different than joy, but, you know, really closely related to this idea of happiness in the sense of where we find that happiness in things of God. So that happiness is not shallow happiness, not just smile for a camera, and, you know. Right. Post on Instagram, hashtag no filter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, my. <laughs> And I think so much of the world, we're becoming more and more numb. Like we're searching for happiness, but in all the wrong places. Looking for love in in all the wrong places, Mm -hmm. right? And and happiness isn't just a satisfaction or enjoyment for the sake of of you know feeling good. It's it's about, it, it. happiness takes work. It's about knowing and loving. It's about knowing oneself and loving oneself. But ultimately, again, it goes back to, as you articulated so well, God is the channel. Like happiness is the channel back to God. And so it's not only about self-knowledge and self-love, but love of God and knowledge of God mm. and and strengthening that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so with work, I think, Our our community life, our apostolic way of life as Norbertines prepares and helps us with this channel. Uh, There's frustrations along the way, but there's also some great, beautiful moments in in which we're affirmed and in which we grow um, in knowledge and love. And I know, since since being done with studies at Catholic Theological Union, I've had more time for prayer, and I've noticed my spirituality growing because. In this in this time for spirituality and carving out more time for prayer and 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 listening to God, I've come to a better self self knowledge and a self love, um, and even becoming a better brother in community life, um, because I noticed with the busyness of school, I, I would be like, no, nobody got time for that. I can't I can't be, you know, taking time to. To focus just on myself. Like I have these readings to do, these papers to write, plus all this ministry on top of it. And so a little bit of the slowing down component, I, the things that would frustrate me, I'm finding less frustrating that I'm finding this sacrificial love and a self understanding of what's going on in me to be able to let go of some frustration and just say, you know, this isn't that big of a deal for me. I can let that go. And I find myself being happy because of that, because I'm not dwelling on that frustration anymore.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. You just said so many great things. And when you were talking about having work at CTU and ministry and all the things piling up, that is totally where I am at right now. So I can relate to that. And that was part of really a, a really beautiful experience that I had with this past weekend I was sharing at the beginning of the podcast here of all the things I was doing Leading up to these events, I was like, oh my gosh, I have no time, literally, no time on Friday to do any work from when I woke up, basically, until I went to bed, it was filled, and then Saturday, I had stuff, I was like, I have so much to do, this is not good, and I was feeling stressed, and I realized, you know what, I could go through these events mildly stressed, and trying to figure out, like, when am I going to find time to do these things, but thanks be to God for this Decalogue, and reflecting on just, you know, okay, I would be happy in the certainty that I was created to be happy. Just for myself, it helped to reflect on that and recognize going through these things, stress wasn't going to do me any good. So for me, I just reflected on that and I thought, I kind of gave myself two options. I can either go through the day thinking about what I have to do and not enjoy it, or I could decide I'm not going to get stuff done at this time anyways, so I may as well have fun with these things I'm doing, which to me is directly connected to happiness. And I was incredibly happy for all of it. The workshop ended up being very enriching, and then the meal, the service and meal, the shop service and meal were fantastic. I was in such a great mood. I realized from this past weekend, and then I feel like you were saying in, this, in community life as well, is that we have to allow ourselves to be happy. Because I think we can be our worst obstacle to being happy, that we're just stressed out about things, and it's because I'm giving attention to being stressed, or I'm giving attention to all these things I have to do and I'm freaking out about it, versus saying, Hey, here's what I can do, and then you know things like prayer, using those things to help me get back to that place of happiness.
1: Right, I I find it so amazing how you're you were just able to let go of that stress and enter into the the moment of the celebrations mm-hmm. of Shabbat this past weekend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I thanks be to God for that. I definitely feel like it was the Holy Spirit dropping in. It was just I was I, I was at a stress point. I was like, this is just I have so much to. Do. Right. Being happy, like, just letting that enter in just changed how I approached my work, even, and that all became a far less daunting thing. I still had a lot of work to do. (laughs) But I was able to approach it with a much more level head because I got to that happy space internally.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's what's so weird about Aquinas' philosophy because the kingdom of God is here and not yet, right? So, like, this whole understanding of, of happiness... Well, why can't we be happy in the here and now? And I mean, because we have slivers of of God uh, in the in the in the here and now, and yeah. the, right now we're not totally in in the peace of God's kingdom. So I guess like total happiness it hasn't been accomplished yet. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I love what John the twenty third said of to be happy in not only in the next life but in this one as well. And, mm-hmm. and so that continuing of the building up of the kingdom.
0: Right. It's not avoiding suffering and just always saying, I'm going to offer up to God and never being happy. You know, God doesn't want us to do damage to ourselves just to kind of suffer through life and then say, well, like, well happiness will come later and nothing matters now. Right. Now also matters right. and to take care of ourselves and how we interact with those around us. Because when any of us are in a better space internally, we are in a much better space to interact with one another in community, which you and I have experienced many a time. <laughs> <laughs> Things are great. Once in a while, we don't communicate so great. I know, at least for me, I reflect on me and go like, okay, I'm tired or hungry or just, you know, stress a little bit and it, it comes out as a, an accusation rather than just a conversation. Um, I totally did that to you the other day We you were talking about going for a run and I was like, are you taking care of yourself? You're running too much. Don't want to
1: re-injure yourself.
0: Yep, and that, in my heart, it was like I wanted to be saying a caring thing, but you know, after you left the kitchen, that was at breakfast. I was like, I was totally just an accusation. That was really mean. So I caught you afterward, like, sorry. Yeah, I wanted that to be caring, but I could tell I was stressed. <laughs> that was not a great way to say that.
1: I was just like, gosh, what can I do? It's like, it's like a mom. What is that? just like, <laughs> trying to start the day. I'm like stinking breakfast and go for a run. <laughs> Didn't know I get lectured <laughs>
0: <coughs> So speaking of community and happiness um, in religious life specifically, there is a beautiful quote that I encountered when reading Thomas Merton's *The Seven Story Mountain*. Which, for those of you who don't know, the book is—it's basically an autobiography he wrote about his life, his early life, leading up to when he joined the Trappist monastery that he joined in the at the Abbey of Gethsemane in Kentucky. Um, It's the early part of his religious life, because it was only until like his first year or so in religious life. Um, But as he's getting into the Abbey and adjusting, so he's a novice, he's writing some of those observations, and it just ties in beautifully to what we've been sharing today. So indulge me for a minute, everybody. It's a little bit of a story time here, but um, here are his reflections as he's getting into the Abbey. With the novices, their sensible piety was innocent and spontaneous, and it was perfectly proper to their state. As a matter of fact, I liked the novitiate at once. It was pervaded with enthusiasm and vitality and good humor. Practically all the novices seemed to be very enlightened and sincere about their duties in their religious life. They had been quick in catching on to the rules and were keeping them with spontaneous ease rather than a hair-splitting exactitude. And the ingenuous good humor that welled up from time to time in the middle of all this made their faces all shine like the faces of children, even though some of them were no longer young. You felt that the best of them were the simplest, the most unassuming, the ones who fell in with the common norm without fuss and without any special display. They attracted no attention to themselves, they just did what they were told. But they were always the happiest ones, the most at peace.
1: Hmm. And I don't think Thomas Merton is writing about idealism mm-hmm. in any sense. I think it's an authentic, spiritual, physical, emotional feeling of having one's heart burn with the desire for God.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. And the way he just sees and observes this and the people around him and the novices around him and that first part of his life in religious life. I love, he writes so beautifully, and I love the observations that he makes there about these people that are, these fellow novices of his that are not attracting any attention. They're just taking life easy. You know, they're figuring out how to live the rules about this hair-splitting exactitude. They're not freaking out about it and being really tense about it. There's this ease, this slowing down, and this happiness that comes from actually living it in a really genuine way. Mm -hmm.
1: And I think it has to also do with just not seeking power. Like, I think Mm -hmm. when you live a life long enough, one can think that his ideas are the right ideas, Mm -hmm. right? And these novices are just trying to figure it out. They, they just want to live a pleasing life to God. And all of a sudden, my life, if I live community life long enough, or even in my short time in community life, I can think that I have it all together. And therefore, I close myself out, off to God. Mm-hmm. And I don't exemplify this happiness.
0: Mm-hmm. And I love that he starts, at least this part of the quote, where I started reading that he says, their sensible piety was innocent and spontaneous and perfectly proper to their state. You know, so like you're talking about this idea that they're novices versus later in life that we all are going to grow in these things in different ways at different points in our life is how we understand happiness, how we understand relating to God and finding that happiness from God. And there's a gift in recognizing in each other, like you said, the novices having a certain way of approaching that, that others can, you know, be reminded of. It's a good thing that there's Mm -hmm. this innocence in how they approach that. Right. They were younger than us novices when we entered. (laughs) yeah so they were like super like yeah, they were like kids they were actually they probably were quite young
1: 12
0: No, <laughs> not kidding. quite that young probably around like 18 19 20 a lot of them sure yeah we're we good. were like in our you know mid and late 20s so we are super mature super mature <laughs> yeah so those are our thoughts on happiness for this week I like this one it's short and sweet
1: yeah so no matter what state of life you're in God destined you to be happy, not only in the next life, but in this life. Don't blame me. It was St. John the 2030.
0: <laughs> Amen. <laughs> if you want to learn more about Canons on the Run, go to www.norbertteens.org, click on the podcast tab, and if you want to get in touch with us, click on Contact Podcast Team.
1: Also, make sure to subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review and be rating. You can also find us on Facebook. Make sure to like us. And our hope for you is that you find happiness, the happiness that God destined each one of us to live in. Amen. Amen. Saints Norbert and Augustine, pray for us.